Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right. What do we need? Thumbnail face. Thumbnail face. Thumbnail face. Um, Hold on. I'm just... Was that good? Yeah, sure. All right. I might still get you to do the thumbnail if that's so good, just because you do it so much quicker. I do. I make the thumbnails so much quicker. Well, yeah, it, well, you, it's quicker. You're quicker at it. Really? It's You're just very better. simple. I'm just. I'm. I'm very slow with Photoshop. Okay. Oh, good. You All right. To, you don't have to. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to what is, regrettably, the final ever episode of Meeting of the Elders. Um, And, Richard, usually this is a show where we go through fan correspondence for the previous three episodes of the Cold Pop Podcast. And today Um, will be no different. (laughs) However, it... Should we say this up top or save it to the end? Like do we, all the cha- do we want people to listen? Th- yeah, is the thing. But but no, but I'm thinking if someone just wants to listen to what the changes are, mm. and then the diehards can listen to the fad correspondence or mm. the Home Alones. <laughs> that was a joke God. for the diehards. Jesus Christ! <laughs> ah! <laughs> Never escaping this. <laughs> Uh, AJ, we just decided AJ offered to edit this episode, and uh, then it all got switched around. Now, and I'm editing it now again. <laughs> and of course, AJ chooses to scream into the microphone, creating bloody hell on earth for me in in premiere. Oh, you used to clap on the podcast, Richard. You used and to I, clap all the I time. I think it's funny. I think it's funny to do that, AJ. I, I think it's funny when it happens to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there are some changes to Cult Popshire coming for 2024 that we thought what better place to talk about them than here on Meeting mm-hmm. of the Elders. So we'll go through them first, because some of them are fairly substantial, um, and we'll maybe go through some of the reasons why these changes are happening mm. uh, first, which is um, there's a few things that that um, have changed for both of us in the last year. I think we... Um, well, I, I got more busy, um, a lot more busy, uh, mm. and my And I got a lot less busy for a while. I, did, you had to, I was going to say that, but I was like, <laughs> Richard has to be the one to say it. Um, not just with uh, my short films that I make over at $1 Genre, which have kind of taken, like, become like a future career path for me as, instead of just the, like, little project I thought they would be when I started a couple years ago. Um, and uh, as well as that, um, I've... I work f- pretty much full time for Letterboxd now. Um, 
all of these things and a few more things, uh, you know, just a few more secret being, things, a few secret <laughs> things being 30. I know what I, they are. <laughs> being 30 meant like, you know, you become an adult and a and you can't a, have your stupid little fucking podcast anymore. <laughs> a spry little 23 year old can do a podcast where they watch a franchise. Every Take a bunch of uppers and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A twenty-three-year-old can do that, but I think as you get older, um, we've got just more responsibilities now. And um, recently, my doctor was basically like, "Hey, you need to stop. You need to start exercising. (laughs) Mm. If you don't Um, stop watching film franchises, you're going to die." (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, the long and short of it is. Um, until my doctor told me that no changes were planned after my doctor told me that I decided to make probably the most mature decision I've made in my life thus far, which is to prioritize my health and fitness. Mm. Um, so I'm going to be, I need, I basically, I need to reduce the workload of things in my life, whether that's podcasting, whether that's filmmaking, because I'm 30 years old and lived on a diet of ham and cheese sandwiches for a lot of that time <laughs> uh, and want to make changes in that department. But And also so my refusal to allow AJ to be better than me means I have to do even more work than him in improving right. myself. So 2024 is going to be our hot era, I think. We're going to get very hot. Um, and I've I've actually just come back from a tramp, an overnight tramp. Uh, my 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 body aches to its very core right now. But luckily, you, you only have to sit down to podcast. Um, so Which basically, part of the, the the yeah, that's also part <laughs> of the problem. The the long and short of it is is we we just can't do this to the same capacity we've been doing it for any any longer but that does not mean there will not be any cold pops i know some people in the discord we've been teasing this um and uh some people in the discord have been getting um quite Upset. worried that that it's the end yeah. of cold pop it is not yet the end of cold pop-sha. and people will be surprised to know that yeah the, these a lot of these changes were aj's idea and, and even though i've been the one saying the podcast has been ending because again <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> so the first um, big change I think we should announce is we are going to be retiring the $15 Cult Elders tier on our Patreon, which is the one that powers this episode that you're listening mm-hmm. to. So the 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 reward you, you get for the $15 tier is you have the opportunity to have your thoughts read or heard oh. on these episodes, some of which you'll hear later. It's been um, a few different things. Yeah, it used past. to be part of the episode itself. And it used to be the movie club. It used to be movie club, yep. I think, so the problem with movie club was that, um, I don't mind being transparent about this, not enough people were committed to it and it ended up being like, are we really just going to like watch- Take everyone's like, money take- to watch a movie with Vinny. Yeah, and have only you know, one or two people show up. Um, so then we started thinking it needed to be, the $15 tier needed to be something which puts the onus on the person paying to be a part of, not us chasing people up. And that became the Cult Elders segment on old episodes of Film Franchise Fortnights where um, we would essentially read out people's thoughts 
on the episode um i personally i know there was some disagreement i personally felt that this made episodes run too long and i think when you're editing as well and you get to the cult elders segment it's like oh my god we're gonna <laughs> go through like not that the correspondence is bad just that it's like a whole extra 45 minutes sometimes mm. of episode to to get through um and so then we had the idea of why not reduce the off weeks we do by putting cult elders as every second off week uh and that way we've got a whole dedicated episode to it we for some reason thought we should record it visually even though all you can see is richard's mostly empty room and my horrifically messy room uh, I was actually going to so, get a sign for like behind this this white space behind me. Yeah, we should have. We should have gone all out for it. Yeah, we, I, I, it I, I there's an on air light, a neon light at Kmart that I was going to buy, and I like I was umming and eyeing about it so long that I bought just to Kmart one time to be like, talk me out of this because I know it's stupid. But I've like I've looked at different artwork I could put up there. I do have a Star Wars poster that I just is sitting here. You can see it in the frame, um, but I just haven't. I have hung a. Up. Uh, Porco Rosso. Yeah, I've also got these nice um, Back to the Future and Jaws prints. The Jaws so what we're saying is cool. we could have made the show look a lot nicer and actively chose not to. Um, Just a lot look, money. It's, it's not <laughs> that It's not that we don't value the fan correspondence. It is just more work that I think we can probably retire now. I think um that the the 15 dollar tier was started for movie club and when that dried up we were like well now we've got to figure out something well, we else to put there we still want their money whereas exactly but the solution is actually to stop it's actually we don't want your money <laughs> and and to retire the 15 dollar tier i think the way it works which is quite cheeky of patreon is uh we we can we can disable it i think people have to go in themselves and reduce how much they're paying right. uh, which is kind of shitty but that is an option um if uh, i don't know if that's the only way to do it it might it might automatically do it but i mean also you can still feel free to give us 15 dollars a month if you want to it's yeah just the- well it's because anytime we've floated and this is like really touching don't get me wrong like i'm saying this because it means a lot to me that like anytime we have said do we need to be doing more? Like, what do you guys need for the $15 tier? And like, when we retired movie club and we were talking about things that we could do, most people were like, I just, I like supporting you guys. And it's like, the rewards actually don't mean a lot to a lot, to a lot of our patrons. And so it is really nice that it is like, people are just happy to support us. So yeah, I mean, it, look, I, I don't expect you to still pay more, mm. but yeah, I, I, I understand if people want to for, for some reason yes yeah so what's going to happen for every second off week well we're probably going to go back to the model of um film franchise fortnights followed by an off week followed by film franchise fortnights big difference is that i am going to stop appearing on all of them i'm pu- pu- pulling a glenn howerton in season what 15 of 14, Always Sunny or whatever um, where I'm going to well, he, he left the writer's up. room but he actually he didn't actually appear less in the season they teased that he was going to and in the first episode he's replaced by Mindy Kaling as a reference to the behind the scenes drama that he might not be returning and then right. he, he shows up at the end of the episode and it's like haha we got you he's actually still in the season right. but he had left the writer's room for a season right so um, I what, what I mean by that is I will probably still appear 
uh, occasionally on off weeks um and things like the every film we watched in this year or the oscars or you know like the the mainstays but i think i just need to prioritize certain things uh, that means that I'm going not probably not going to appear, appear in as many off weeks. Um, I suggested we retire them altogether, but Richard felt that him I care and, too much about the fans. <laughs> uh, Richard and Jess and I'm sure Jeremy. Well, uh, and other collaborators to, I may or may not have already reached out to. You know you who go. you are. Um, so off weeks will continue. I just won't be on them as and much. And I may I get more experimental with them. Yeah. It's a very exciting time for Cold Pop. It's for Richard our fans. album. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, a terrible time to be an AJ fan. Yeah. Less of me, more of Richard. I hope that's what the people want. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's probably the, I would imagine that's maybe the more, the most disappointing news we have to share. Um, well, but no, for some people. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're also going to change up our $10 tier Patreon show. Um, it used for, for many years, since 2018, it's been mm. a little show we've done called Generic Movie Podcast where people suggest and vote on a sequel-less film for us to watch and discuss. Um, again, any chance to reduce workload is something we were looking into. So we are no longer going to be doing GMP, at least for now. Um, it is being replaced with a new podcast though that i will be on that'll that'll come out once a month something that we can get on top of a little bit more so that um because to be honest the thing that prevents the thing that makes those podcasts late all the time is not so much when we can record it it's like pr- the prep it's watching watching the, the film well, it's waiting the for film. one film to get two votes so it pulls into the lead <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's also it um, so, Richard, do you want to announce what the new $10 tier Patreon podcast is All right. Be? So there's an off week we've done a few times that doesn't really fit in the podcast, but mm. people have responded to it, I think. Uh, you and I have varying degrees of fun doing it. And, and so- it's, also, it's also something that... Um, only people who like the show enough that they're already paying $10 for would be interested. Yeah. So the $10 tier is now going to be uh, an improv show where we are going to still get the feedback from you guys. Um, it used to be suggesting films for generic movie podcasts. It is now going to be that on the Patreon, you can give us prompts for comedic scenes uh same thing you can go back to listen to richard and aj teach themselves improv episodes that we've done um but yeah just funny two-person scenes that we will then improvise something on the podcast and the only way that aj could get me on board with this idea was if that's right it was my idea everyone the one that hates improvising yeah uh the and aj do you want to tell them the name the show is going to be called Home Improvement. Um, <laughs> and I reckon the way we do it is we ask for every $10 patron gets one prompt per month. So we'll post something on the patron. Hey, give us a prompt. If you're paying $10, you get one a month. If you post more, we'll just do your first one. Feel free to save them up for, for following months. And we'll do a 20 minute to half an hour jam where we go through your ideas. And- yeah improv them 
Um, so they're looking forward to that coming. It'll probably be just start. Let's say start in February. It'll probably start um, in January because the GMP we just recorded was for December. True. Okay. Well, there you go. So, so that's the once show. this episode's live, I'll post a home improvement announcement thread asking for mm. offers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sweet. So we've got one more announcement left for change. Arguably to the, the biggest one. Arguably the biggest one, but one I'm also quite excited about because uh, friends, family, patrons, and people who aren't patrons, I'm excited to announce we're doing a concept album. We're doing a spin-off this year. Instead of Film Franchise Fortnights, we're going to be doing something called Film Franchise Fortnights, colon... Two film, two franchise, <laughs> uh, which, and again, in an attempt to uh, free up a little more time for us, we are now for 2024. This is not a permanent change necessarily. It's just for now. For 2024, we will only be covering film franchises that have two films in them. Um, duologies, if you will. This mm-hmm. is pretty big news because a few years ago, we actually took duologies out of the running the only way we could do a duology is if it was suggested by a patron um and uh the reason we did that is we felt that like a franchise needed to be a trilogy to count or something like that and like i don't necessarily regret that decision but i do think we then left a lot of like iconic duologies in the lurch like because they didn't apply anymore Mm. so we have now made a new franchise list that is just full of uh two film franchises um and you're also when the franchise vote threads go live on patreon uh only film franchises with two films will be counted Mm. um we're gonna be some of the ones that are like that are still on here uh kick-ass zoolander american psych there's a lot of um iconic film that has a straight to dvd sequel like um mm-hmm. american psycho donnie darko you got the 21 jump street duology the sherlock mm-hmm. holmes speed um i, I was thinking today Disney one ones. one i don't think we wrote down but i've always been fascinated by is uh nomeo and juliet and no- sherlock, sherlock gnomes, gnomes yeah. i think that's an interesting duology um so the the, the thinking behind this is that maybe people will disagree but i've never felt like the episode quality itself dipped depending on how many films there were like i don't think a trilogy is an inherently more interesting episode than a duology episode like i think we're able to bring the same approaches the episodes may be shorter i guess is mm. the the only the but only downside having but- said that though that uh, one of the reasons we stopped having so many guests on as well is that the episodes were naturally getting longer and longer. When you mm. add a third or fourth person to that, it grows exponentially. And so mm. I think we'd be maybe looking to reach out to more guests in 2024. Mm. Um, Absolutely. And also it's, it's you know, it's, it's much easier to be like, can you watch 21 and 22 Jump Street than can you watch 14 Land Before Time films? Exactly. And we're going to be pretty um, strict on this. There are, I think, a couple of franchises that people are going to try and insist are two films, but are actually more. Um, <laughs> for example, something like this, no one's going to suggest this, but something like Cheaper by the Dozen had like an original and then I think it's had two remakes 
now because there was a Zach Braff one. Yeah, the Zach Braff one, yeah. So so that, while some people may think, well, there's cheap, just do cheap by the dozen one and two with Steve Martin, like we are saying that doesn't count, right? Mm. So we will, and I don't think there'll be many multi-week franchise opportunities here either. Mm. Um, so sorry if this disappoints anyone. I'm pretty excited about it. I think it's a cool project that still can keep the spirit of film franchise Fortnite's well and truly alive while allowing us to have a little more free time. And again, it's a 2024 season. It is... Uh, I'm not promising we won't... We'll go back to the old model afterwards, but I'm saying that's the current plan. Um... So for all those that are disappointed that we haven't covered this franchise or that franchise yet, it's not over. We're not saying it's over. So there's well, still I have be been saying it's over quite a lot in the Discord. <laughs> uh, so I hope people are excited about this because I'm excited about this. Look at franchises like Ted or Forgetting Sarah Marshall or some of um, our best get, episodes. Yeah, I genuinely I, th- okay, I think the, forget, okay. the f- Forgetting Sarah Marshall will get into the Greek episode. I th- I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud also of um, Knocked Up and This Is 40. I think mm. these are great episodes of the podcast. Let's like, just do those ones again. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are the big changes coming to Cold Pop Show. Probably the most changes we've ever done to the show. Um, and sorry, again, sorry if it's disappointing. It is out of the need to grow up a bit and to start uh, prioritizing certain things not mm. necessarily over cold popture but making room in our lives so that we can still bring you guys the content you want while not uh having heart attacks from only drinking coca-cola mm. right like and and never exercising yeah anyway do you have anything more to say about all this ritual or shall we move on to the fan uh i just want to say i'm against all these changes <laughs> <laughs> they were against my will and if you don't like them uh consider yourself a richard fan no. <laughs> uh no that's that's all so it's time for interestingly yeah so i announced a few weeks ago now Oh, a week or so ago, I was saying, hey, uh, get your thoughts in for the, as we always do, get your thoughts in for the Cult Elders segment, uh, and said it's it'll be for the series finale of Cult Elders. And then for just under a week, a, a few people posted reaction gifts that they were upset it was ending. No one sent in their thoughts, which was very funny. But interestingly, if you if you've eagle-eyed Cult Popshire listeners or viewers might have noticed that the last episode of cult elders in the description was described as the penultimate episode which we put in there as a little fun little teaser to see if anyone would ask us about it and uh no one no one i believe saw it or no one mentioned it to us at least yeah it's all just fuel for the fire of reducing how much work we do for cult (laughs) (laughs) no one notices our easter eggs yeah Uh, yeah, yeah. so we've got a comment on so cheese uh, sorry, sorry, we're doing the Ted franchise, Streamies, Navidad, and National Lampoon's Vacation. Uh, vacation, sorry. So Cheese on Ted says, your ranking of Ted is a disgrace. Fuck you. Uh, we um, ranked it 60, 69th. I love that that's our first correspondence for uh, the final of Cold Elders. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I did briefly consider insisting we ranked National Lampoon's Vacation as our first, as our best franchise we've ever covered, just to <laughs> well and truly sink the the value of ranked that franchise. <laughs> yeah. um, but then I forgot to do it when we actually recorded it. Nice, because you were uh, sitting across stream- from me and... 
You got distracted. Lost in lost in your eyes. Mm. Um, on streamies, Navidad, uh, Cheese says this was a great episode. Loved it. Thank you so much, Cheese. And for vacation, uh, Cheese says my parents never liked these movies, so I never really saw them as a kid. Watched Christmas Vacation for the first time this year, and it's so slapstick and negative, which I don't like about old comedies. You do see where all the Christmas movie cliches come from: the dad struggling with the lights, the annoying in-laws, cutting a Christmas tree, etc. This was a fantastic podcast episode. Loved hearing your thoughts on the vacation vacation series great discussions just a joy to listen to uh and on this interestingly so so just a bit like um on that did you see the letterbox list of the most obsessively rewatched films at christmas no it's, so it's really interesting so the, the, the top 10 um 10 to 1 is love actually a charlie bound christmas home alone 2 elf christmas vacation home alone muppets christmas carol die hard christmas story it's a wonderful life and i i found it super interesting that because i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Alf's stock has been really rising in the last couple of years as Love Actually's has been falling. And I'm surprised, like, because, you know, 10 years ago, Love Actually would be first or second place, I would imagine. Whereas, yeah. and Alf was sort of just starting to break the top 10. I imagine the years to come, but I'm, I'm, I was surprised to see that Alf is still below Christmas Vacation. And I, I, I was, you know, kind of personally surprised to see that Christmas Vacation wasn't even in the top 10. Um, ones that are just missing out are like sort of um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, uh, Polar Express, um, Night Before Christmas is a little, little bit lower down. Scrooge is in there. Klaus is at 25. Um, the Santa Claus is at 26. But yeah, it's um, it's interesting to just see, uh, like, yeah, how stock rises and falls. And I'm surprised totally. that Christmas Vacation still has such high stock. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've actually never seen a Christmas story. It's the only one. I, oh, no, I haven't seen Home Alone either. But um. Yeah, Christmas Story. I'm I'm surprised is still. I guess it's big, like it's a wonderful life. It's one of the ones that's all, always on TV and people log it because of that as well, probably. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, Cheese goes on to say, whatever comes next, I truly hope you guys will continue with Cold Pop Show. It would be very sad to see it end. Thanks for all the great content. I really enjoy hearing your banter, your thoughts, your discussions, and your jokes while talking about film franchises. Well, good news, Cheese. It is not. We're not hanging up our boots just yet. <laughs> but I did. I did, you know, create that. So the fact that we're continuing at all is good news because of the precedent I set by telling <laughs> you it was over. Yeah. Do you want to read? Yeah. Uh- so Blissmas Staycation says, Ted, the only thing I have to say about this one is a fantastic story. We'll be, be the judge of that, Bliss. <laughs> Back in 2015, I had an internship in Washington, D.C. I had three roommates, one of whom went by Jake, who was from Boston. The three of us went to the Chinatown District, which was the nearest theater, to see Ted 2. Here, then, was me spending all night trying to think of a way to take advantage of this very unique opportunity. Any guess as to what it was? Sorry, what's the opportunity? <laughs> the Ted opportunity is a guy from Boston. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. That it's like... 
like can't concentrate on the movie because you're like, how can I do this? How can I best um, utilize the fact that someone I'm with is from Boston? Is from the place this movie is set. So, uh, Bliss has spoiler marked the answer there, so I will click to reveal it now. If you said find a funny, find a way to say, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown, without forcing it, you'd be right. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense, being with Jake mm. in Chinatown. How often does one stumble into Chinatown with a guy named Jake? Not very often. Ultimately, I did have to force it. <laughs> Not exactly a surprise. Knowing full well that I couldn't continue living a life where I let this once-in-a-life time opportunity pass me by. Thought question. What were you guys' childhood toys you carried everywhere, if any? Mine was a stuffed Ernie from Sesame Street, and I carried it everywhere. Mine was... Do you still still have yours? Oh, he's around here somewhere. When I guest starred on Do Go On, I was asked this question Hmm. in their their Patreon segment, and I was able to just reach out and hold... There he is. I'll go get him. Okay. Because it's a, it's a video podcast. Yeah, yeah I, This I is know. the one time filming Cult Elders has actually come in handy. <laughs> well, while AJ's grabbing there, he's going to come back because he's got his headphones off. He's going to come back and he's going to start talking over me. But I can tell you that my toy was a... I had like a Barney plushie toy that huh? I apparently took everywhere with me like always in my pram uh this Barney the dinosaur and then I had a few other toys that I like really cared about but that was the one that my mum always loves to tell me how inseparable <laughs> I was from this toy nice uh this is Huddles nice I've seen him before a little bunny rabbit who um I like to tell people he has fallen behind the back of my computer desk at every flat I've lived in for the past 10 years. Uh, I won't see him for months, but then I'll be moving out and I'll find him again and be like, oh, it's Huddles. Um, I loved Huddles uh, and I still have him. And he's the only one, the only toy that I've kept um, and the only one I really remember being particularly obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on streamies, Bliss says, "Cool stuff. About time you changed the format up." And said, "More to add. I'll edit the second comment." And that is the last comment we had. Uh, <laughs> Bliss, I think, was quite happy with that. Uh, that <laughs> Bliss forced us to end on a cliffhanger that will never be resolved because this is the last episode of Cult Elders. However, we do now turn to our voice submissions. We got a couple of these this mm-hmm. week. Uh, just have to scroll yeah. through all the I keep finding myself with like a hundred file explorers open well the first one we'll listen to is called Aloha from Dan from Hawaii whoa, let me know whoa, when you're whoa. ready to play it slow Richard. down big boy thank you I accidentally clicked on my external hard drive and now it's like my external hard drive is booting up so that I can click away from it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have you ever harmonized it? Uh, uh, well, every time we watch the show, um, Jess and I do it together. That's cute. Uh, we do a little dance to the theme song, but then they change the theme music in season seven. I'm now, anyone following along at home, I am up to season eight. It's just, it's a slightly different arrangement of the theme song. It's not like a different theme song. Uh, okay. This has distracted me far too much from trying to find these files. All right. <laughs> oh, fuck. I clicked on the wrong fucking one. Richard hurry the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go aloha aloha also means hello this is dan from hawaii calling in from honolulu actually Aea right now which is one of the only world cities that is all vowels anyway wow. calling in to regrettably 
see the end of cult elders. I fully understand that is ending. I guess uh, you're tired of listening to our peasant <laughs> opinions yeah. on everything. I want to come out and say that I really enjoyed that you put Ted at 69. <laughs> nice. I think uh, sometimes we can take it a little bit too seriously, the rankings. <laughs> I wonder when that is going to end or fake end, like this podcast is fake ending. Anyway, um, wanted to say a couple things. First off, thank you for making the Cole Elder segment. It was really enjoyable uh, making the Discord fan base a part of the podcast for whatever time this was. I don't know how long it was. Uh, first of the text posts and then with the voice calls. It's also really fun to hear your reactions to us. Um, parasocial or not, I'll miss it. <laughs> I have one haiku I would like to read today. It is from what I watched, National Lampoon's Euro- European Vacation, an Amy Heckerling film, which I'm so happy to hear my number one director of 2023 on Letterboxd talk about my other number one director <laughs> on Letterboxd. Amy Heckerling and AJ were my two most watched directors this year. I watched European Vacation just for Amy Heckerling's filmography, I almost watched all of her films last year, except for Johnny Dangerously. I'll never find out. And my haiku for European Vacation is, I liked it as much as I expected, which is not that much <laughs> at all. Yeah, it's got a lot of, uh, I wrote my review, it's got a lot of frat boy boomer humor. Mm-hmm. And Chevy Chase gets punched in the face, which is always a bonus. Aloha, I guess, means goodbye for good this time. Mahalo. What the hell does mahalo mean? (laughs) Can't just crack out a mahalo. All righty. Thank you so much, uh, Dan. Lovely to hear uh, your words of support. Um, I agree that uh, Amy Heckling's European Vacation does have some frat boy boomer humor in it, but I, I I would be interested to hear your thoughts, Dan, on um, sort of what we talked about on the episode about the like the the clearly recognizable feminine touch that it adds mm. to the franchise. Um, yeah, unfortunately, so we'll maybe... never have an avenue to hear your yeah. thoughts, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, we've got our last one here from Vinny called Ted the Game. Um, last ever cult elders. Uh, wow. <laughs> hey, guys. Since there's no Ted video game, I figured I would review something else that Seth MacFarlane lent his voice to in the terms of video game, and that game is... Family Guy Video Game, <laughs> released Fuck, October yeah. 17th, 2006 for PS2, PSP, and Xbox. Developed by High Voltage Studios, it is a single-player platformer. There are three main uh, play types, Stewie, Peter, and Brian. The Stewie levels are like a, sh- a 3D shooter. You go around shooting people and doing mind control on other people to make things in the world happen. The Peter levels are you going around town beating up other people for information, and the 
Brian levels are stealth, uh, knowledge, collect, collecting games. So the three main storylines are Stewie's old nemesis Bertram is coming back <laughs> in order to uh, mind control everyone across the planet and Stewie has to stop him because that's his plan. Peter has his PTV shut down in the middle of Stewie's adventure so he goes on this wild adventure to find an old sitcom protagonist Mr. Belvedere who he believes kidnapped his family even though he constantly sees his family at home. The Brian storyline is that Mr. Pewter Schmidt has wrongly accused Brian of getting his prized race dog Seabreeze pregnant again so it's Brian has to find the real father. To sum up what happens in all three storylines, uh, Stewie goes inside Peter's testicles to fight Bertram and then it ends with a giant kaiju fight of shooting at him in a local playground. Peter goes throughout town beating up miscellaneous people and turns black in one level, which is very interesting because all the dialogue changes to a 1970s black exploitation character. Brian goes around sneaking around uh, looking for DNA evidence to see who knocked up Seabreeze where, dun da 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 surprise, it was Quagmire. Because of course it was. Anyways, in terms of playability, I think this is an okay, like... Um, license game that just goes very hard for no reason at the end like the final levels of each of them like the final one of Stewie is like there's so many enemies on screen and I can't keep track of my health and just constantly have to shoot every in every direction to survive uh, Peter there's just so many like there's at one point where you're walking through a park and you have to fight like 10 teams of like children playing soccer in order to advance to the next part it was so many kids I had a roundhouse kick to the face uh, Brian I mean his was more BS because like most like janky stealth games you it's hard to tell where enemies like eye line is and how to uh, properly evade them because also there's very little camera control so you can't really see when an enemy is coming around the corner so most of the time i just died by not being able to see random bullshit coming my way along the way there are some problematic jokes that i want to fly today but hey what are you gonna do that's classic family guy i'm glad this cult elder segment di didn't end as far as a low as bad boys but my god, mm -hmm. did I do some really interesting work for you guys, unpaid for, but it was a, a labor of love, you two. I look forward to the new way you extract money out of me in whatever new Patreon tier you come up with in the next year. Anyways, take care. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you. Um, so have you ever played that game? No, no. Have I, you? I, yeah, I borrowed a friend of mine's PSP and played it, and like I had that, and probably got like a UMD of Spider-Man 2 as well. But well, I naturally, of course, yeah. And I remember, I specifically, the only thing I really remember about it is the kaiju fight against Bertram at the end being really fucking difficult. And like, I think it was one of those things that I was like, I didn't even understand what you're supposed to do. I think there's a certain part of him you have to shoot, and I just couldn't work that out. But, um, yeah, fun game, fun game. Did you, what about Man, like the Simpsons game or the Futurama well, game? Did you ever play those? Yeah, that this is what I was gonna say is, is it's these, these. This particular genre of license or subgenre of license game kind of fascinates me when it's based on a TV show or a, a well-known property and like the game is just made up of like playable versions of mm. previous episodes. And I think I don't like that it tries to say like treat it like it's a sequel to those episodes. I think just right. be like you're playing the episode. Mm. You know, I think there are. I think that'd be like better. cutaway gags that you play as many games in it as well, which is a good. It's a great idea. That's what you should. It's mm. what Family mm. Guy game should have. Um, but yeah, like the, I never played the future. The Simpsons game is quite good. Has a fun storyline, 
And I think the Futurama one has a good storyline as well. Like it's the Futurama video game is like one of the their many series finales. Like yeah, the way yeah. the story goes, I believe it ends in like a time loop or something. So something like, like that, yeah. But it's also, yeah. but it um, it's it's very expensive it's like out of it wasn't printed very much and so like if you've copies of futurama on ps2 go for like a couple hundred bucks do you know and, about and the there was an easter egg that, in it like, that was yeah, yeah only discovered in the last couple of years yeah yeah because it's just this weirdly specific mm. set of things you have to do and all you unlock is a giant easter egg yeah yeah like literal easter egg um I, I'd love to use this as a launch pad to do my rant, which I've done in, in Cord. I've done it in Discord um, about Simpsons Hit and Run because that's often heralded as like the greatest Simpsons game or like one of the greatest like TV show game adaptations. Mm. I think that people like Simpsons Hit and Run because of what it could have been, not for what it is. Mm. Because have you played Hit and Run? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's a buggy game. I think... It's fun and standard for a PS2 game of the era, but it's it's um, revisibility revisitability mm. isn't high. It's it's the idea of of exploring Springfield is awesome. Like I am, I think that's such a great foundation. I think that's what people are remembering. But I'd never properly. I think I played it for a bit when I was younger, but I'd never like seen the whole thing. And I watched a let's play of it a few years ago, and I was shocked at how much repetition mm. is involved. It's like three There's mission like, types. Yeah. There's like three mission types, and it just cycles between them. And like people have modded the game and they've like connected the maps to make one unbroken mm. Springfield. And I think that's awesome. But I think that the world has room still for a better Simpsons game. Well, that's the thing. Run. I think that, especially if we were looking at the leap from road rage to hit and run that like, it's insane that we never got a third one. And the expected leap in quality of that third one is what people I think are after. And then also just that it's like so many people, you look back so fondly on hit and run and that if you, if you could remake it and it doesn't need to be a, you know, a full price um, licensed game, but like Mm. if you just remake it or even re-release it so it's playable on modern platforms, like you make quite a bit of money. It's it's well written. It's a fun game. But what about this? What if it's, it's what I said before. It's like you get a gallery of classic Simpsons episodes to to play through. Mm. And if 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 Hartman like was still alive, one. yeah, if Phil Hartman was still alive, I'd suggest like it's hosted by Troy McClure, and mm. it's like which episode do you want to play a video gamified version of? Because then, I I kind of want that. I also just kind of want to explore Springfield and run into like mm. references from the show and shit. The, like out, the escalator that goes nowhere yeah yeah that sort of stuff like i find that so fascinating um and i'd certainly be more tolerable to that than a family guy video game um but i mean even like a like the because the futurama video game is not like a free roaming thing either no like it's not like it's set in planet express but it's linear yeah yeah whereas imagine like a futurama game where you can like like jack 2 where you could explore new new york you know Mm. like that'd be cool um trying to think of what other tv shows like lend themselves to something like that big mouth a big mouth video game yeah masturbation generator um simulator child masturbation simulator i should say oh great great no that's (laughs) excellent 
Um, well, anyway, yeah. I guess with that, we should wrap up this uh, <laughs> uh, this concept. Yeah, that's the end of, of Meeting of the Elders. And what is a surprisingly short episode for something I thought was actually going to run over time. Um, so that's that. Um, thank you so much for your support. For everyone who's paid $15 um, on the tier, we're sorry that we uh, are pulling the plug on it. Um, but I'm I'm actually really excited about like the future of Cold Pops. I think sometimes change is necessary. And after, what, eight years now of doing this? Coming up I to think, eight, yeah, seven and a half. I I think we're okay to to make some changes for the sake of our own well-beings. Um, yeah, I hope everyone's excited. I'm I'm keen. If people want to complain, feel free. I understand. Mm. Um, or if people are excited, please mm. let us know that as well, because some encouragement would also be great right now. Yeah. Um, and just in general, like. I I think it's we we often joke on Cole Popsher about how we are a undiscovered podcast. Let's say like we we only get a few hundred listens per episode, basically, and and it's been that way for years. And while part of me um, will always wish that we'd like blown up and we could have made careers out of it, and maybe you know who knows, maybe that could still, still happen. Um. I do want to say that, like, in my darkest moments, I'm often uh, encouraged when I think about the fact that we have a pretty fucking active Discord that every day swells with messages from people who are there because you and me decided to make something together. Like, like that's really cool. And I mm. think... I think we always, like, the way that fans, that you guys in the Discord or through other correspondence, the way you talk to us about the way that we review franchises or the way you talk about franchises, it, like, what I like about it is it highlights that you know what we mean when we say we're <laughs> we're exploring the art of the franchise. Like, I never get the sense that anyone's confused by what we're trying to do here. Um and I love how people like like once a month, Richard, for the past uh, five years. But you know the podcast has been going for that longer than that. But for the past five years specifically, people I've never met in real life have argued over which films I have to spend the next yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Watching, <laughs> you know, like, and that's awesome. That's so cool. Who cares about what I have to watch yeah. in the next two weeks? About 300 people apparently do, or according to our Patreon, about 80-something people <laughs> care. Um, and that's not nothing, and it's not... I know. I feel like I'm giving a series finale speech, even though we're still going, but... Well, this is look, the series finale of this show. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think I'm excited for things, and if you do need more AJ in your life, I know I'm reducing my input into Cole Popsha, but I will be still making and still producing $1 genre films. Um, this isn't really public information yet, but I'm going to be doing... I'm going to be directing less films this year and doing more producing of them. Um, I, so I will still direct, but not as many. Not, not. I think I, in the past two, the two years that One Dollar Genre has existed, I've directed all but two of those films, and that will not be the case for the coming year. Mm. We're going to introduce more directors and and things like that. Um, so there's still a way to to get your AJ fix as well in that department. Um, but keeping in mind that I will still be on the main feed, and I desperately need your validation. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for everything, everyone. And we'll see you in the coming weeks for all the big new versions of mm-hmm. Cold Popsha. Um, I'm not sure when Two Film Two franchise is going to start mm, We've up, got to do our um, most disappointing of or every film we watched in 2023. Yeah, yeah, and, that's true. Yeah. So those will probably be the next couple episodes. And mm-hmm. then kick back into film franchise fortnights with a two film franchise that we haven't actually properly decided on <laughs> yet so anything could happen i hope you're all excited um and start thinking of some two film franchises for us to analyze i think it'll be fun oh and stay tuned for the post-credit scene <laughs> post-credit scenes are still happening um so they are coming at you after this music ends richard are you ready i am Welcome along to the post credit scene, everybody. This is a segment at the end of each episode where if you donate $5 or more over at patreon.com slash you get to give us something to talk about in this, the post credit scene. Richard, who's it from and what is it? Today's comes to us from Joshua Cole, who says, would you rather have hands for feet or a tail with a hand on the end? I would much rather have the tail, I think, with the hand. I feel like I would get a lot more use out of that. Like, I don't, I don't, like... I don't need my feet to have more dexterity very often. I, I also don't need a third hand very often, but I feel like my feet are plenty dexterous enough for what I need them to be. Whereas a tail is like, I don't have that at all. You know, right. I've got right. say 40% of the dexterity of my hands in my feet, but I have 0% of a third hand right now. So that's the biggest improvement. Now, just to clarify, we still keep hands for hands in this. Scenario. I think so. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Uh, which yeah yeah. So I'm I'm going the opposite. I'm going to go feet for, hands for feet because one, um, you can hide that better, so no one will know you're a fucking freak, um, which is handy. All right. Well, I mean, um, I can flip them the bird while I'm walking away from them <laughs> with my cool tail with a yeah. hand on it. Um, but also I roll my ankle like twice a month. <laughs> so I reckon if I had hands for feet, I would be able to like prevent that from happening more often. Mm. 